In this week's Torah portion, Parshas Yisro, the Jewish people finally arrive at Mount Sinai and receive what's known in, in English as the Ten Commandments. It's actually more than Ten Commandments, but this quintessential apex moment in human history where God speaks to the entire Jewish people and gives ten principles, major principles in which all the other mitzvahs, commandments of the Torah fall into. And something that is very interesting to point out is that these ten sayings were written on two tablets. So what's interesting to note is that these ten commandments were given on two separate tablets. What's the significance of these two tablets? So the commentaries point out that the first five of these sayings is related to mitzvah's relationship between us and God. Belief in God. Don't worship idols. Don't take God's name in vain. Keep Shabbos. And honor your mother and your father, which is a means of relating to Hashem, even though it's relationship with other people. The second tablet is the mitzvah between man and fellow man. Don't murder. Don't steal. Don't adulter. Don't swear falsely. Don't lie, essentially. And don't be jealous. And the question that I have is, why are they on two separate tablets? So, and not only that, but which is more important? The mitzvahs between us and God or the mitzvahs between us and each other? So most people, when I ask this question to say, well, it's Judaism, it's religion. Of course, religion believes the most important thing is relationship with us and God. But if that's the case, I want to point out something interesting. The mitzvahs on the first tablets are very long and expressive. Keep Shabbos, God created the world in six days, on the seventh he rested, so you and your family and all of your belongings should keep Shabbos, and don't worship idols, and don't worship the, anything in the stars or in the seas, or in the, and it's very, very long. Many, many sentences. The mitzvahs on the left, on the second tablet, are like literally like bullet points. Don't murder, don't steal, don't adulter. Literally like just a couple of words. So why is the first, if the first one's so much longer and the second one's so much shorter, so how does that work out graphically? So one of the great commentators says that the second tablets was written with a larger font. It was like 0.24 font times New Roman. The first tablets was like a 0.9 so that it would all fit in on the page. Why? Because the second tablets God wants to emphasize in bold this is more important. The mitzvahs between us and man is the goal. The goal of the Torah is to bring us closer to our fellow human beings. But if that's the case, my friends, then there's a big problem. Think for just a second. If the second tablets are the most important, so what's the problem? So why is it second? It should be first. The, the, the goal should be written in the first tablets. The most important thing should be first. So the answer, I believe, is as follows. If you look at the second tablets, don't murder, don't steal, don't adulter, don't swear falsely, and don't 
be jealous. One of them is different than all the rest. Don't murder, don't steal. These are actions. And of course, God can command us to not do anything because a human being has control over their actions. It's hard sometimes, but ultimately every human being has the ability not to murder, not to steal, not to adulter. We all have control over our actions. But don't be jealous. Who says I can control jealousy? That's not in my control. That's an emotion. Emotions are not in my control. Just like I can't choose to be happy, I can't choose to be to love something, how can I choose to not be jealous? So I believe herein lies the answer. The answer is according to Jewish spirituality and backed up and verified by modern psychology, cognitive behavioral therapy shows that a person's emotions are really in their control. Why? Not that you can choose to be happy or not be jealous, but you can choose what to think about. Your thoughts are completely in your control. You can choose to think certain thoughts that will then affect your emotions because there's no such thing as an emotion that isn't born out of a thought. So the way to change your emotions is to change your thoughts. So why is it that the first commandments between us and God are listed first if they're less important? The answer is, is because how does one come to truly have relationships with other people, to not be jealous, angry, spiteful, insecure, depressed, anxious, to become giving, caring, loving, patient? The answer is, is through our relationship with God. That if a person truly internalizes that I am the Lord your God, that there is a God who's running the world, who took you out of Egypt, he's involved in your life. He cares about you. He has a destination. He's bringing you to a purpose. He gave you all the tools and the skills that you need to fulfill your purpose in this life and not to worship idols, which ultimately means that there's no other gods, which ultimately means you're not a God. You're not in control. Let go of control. If a person truly internalizes that, there's no such thing as anger. There's no such thing as insecurity. There's no such thing as anxiety, depression, or jealousy. You can think about it as follows. Is it possible for a plumber? Plumber has a nice tool set with all sorts of wrenches and different ways of cutting pipes. Is it possible for somebody who's not a plumber let's say a painter, to be jealous of the plumber's tools. The painter doesn't need the plumber's tools. That's why he has his own tool set with paints and brushes. Completely different world. That's the, that's the ludicrousness of jealousy. Because if we think that I'm supposed to have what someone else has, then we're denying the fact that there's a plan and a purpose. God created you with a purpose and a unique set of tools. That's your toolbox. You don't need anything else besides what you have to fulfill your mission in life. Another way to think about it is, can you imagine somebody being jealous at the pharmacy? They go with a prescription to get a certain set of pills because they have, let's say, the flu. They need to get some medicine for the flu. And then they see the person in front of them online walks away with a really big, fancy bottle, shiny bottle with really colorful pills. He says, no, doc, I want that one. I want the ones that that person has. But that's not for the flu. No, but I want that one. 
that's the irony of this world. You see, we have our tools, we have everything we're supposed to have, and we also have our struggles and our challenges and the suffering that we have to go through in this world that's supposed to bring out the best in us. That's the medicine in this world. Our life experiences are designed perfectly for us. If we truly internalize that there is a God, a creator who loves us, then all of the negativity falls away. And we don't have to be jealous. Anger, the Talmud says, someone who's angry is as if they worshiped idols. Why? Because at the moment of anger, what I'm saying is, I, what I want is what should be happening. I know what's best for me. Anger shows that we're denying the fact that there's Hashem's in charge of this world. There's no need to be angry. Everything that happens to us is just meant to be. No one can either give us or take away from what we're supposed to have. And so on and so forth. Anxiety is nothing to be afraid of about the future. Everything's going to work out the way it's supposed to work out. Depression, you don't have to beat yourself up about the past. You did your best. You What happened to you is what was supposed to happen to you. Insecurity, don't tell yourself you're not good enough. You are good enough. You're worthy and lovable because Hashem created you. This is the message of the Ten Commandments. That the five relationship between us and God, knowing there's a God, knowing there's nothing but God, keeping Shabbos, recognizing that Hashem's in charge of the world. Internalizing these will bring us to the place of not needing to get angry, not murdering. The Talmud says murder, embarrassing someone is just like murdering them not adultering, looking after things that don't belong to us, the root again of jealousy, getting angry, stealing, wanting what's not ours. That's the goal. And finally, on the highest Kabbalistic level, if you think about it, is it really possible to care about another person in this world? And the answer is no. On the physical world, I care only about one thing, and that's myself. Because the body is programmed for one thing and one thing only, survival of the fittest. On the physical level, I don't care about anyone but myself. I care only about my own needs, my own immediate needs. So how is it possible to ever love another person like yourself? The answer is, it's not. So how do we do it? Because on the spiritual level, you, the other person is yourself. On the bodily level, we're all disconnected, separate bodies. But on the soul level, we're all one soul. So the more we internalize the fact that we are all connected intimately to God, one creator, one spiritual body, then we're able to actually internalize the fact that we can love each other like ourselves because really we are ourselves. Wishing you all a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos.